Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, good morning and welcome to the show. It is Taco Tuesday. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm in a weird, bizarre kind of, I don't know. I'm here. Anyhow, uh, update on the air conditioning situation. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the AC in the studio went down. Oh, it got fixed. I mean, whoa, it got fixed. It's like sub-zero in here. And I wasn't fully prepared for it, even though I was in the studio yesterday afternoon after the AC got fixed and it cooled down a little bit. For some reason, I just, I underestimated the fact that it was going to work this well. So it's chilly. Anyhow, good morning. Welcome to the show. We do have a lot to talk about today. We have so much to talk about that I was actually still in in the process of getting it all together. Mostly because I don't have it all together today is really kind of the uh, the reason. I overslept again this morning. I mean, not like I really overslept. I just decided to sleep in just a little bit. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still saving some things real quickly. So hang on one second. There we go. All right. Probably not ready, but let's do it anyhow. Hang on. Time out. Time out. There it is. Sorry. I had to get the coffee. I didn't know what the heck I did with it. Got my knock it off coffee, which by the way, is trying a new flavor. I've got the uh, the caramel flavor of the knock it off coffee, which by the way, you can get, it, I've been asked, is knock it off coffee real? It is. It actually is a real thing. Uh, and you can, you can get some of it at knockitoff.coffee. It's actually a really good coffee. It's like, it's not one of those, uh, it's not one of the cheap coffees that you can get from the store. It's one of the things where, uh, when we when we put the company together, uh, because it is my coffee company, obviously with a name like Knock It Off, you know it's going to be mine. Uh, but when we did it, we uh, we actually uh, we sourced the uh, the the best possible source that we could find without like the prices being like stupid ridiculous, but the quality still had to be high. So it's a premium roasted. And what I love about it is like when you um it, you're not going to get it overnight. So, like, if you run out of coffee today and you order a knock-it-off coffee, you're not going to get it tomorrow. It's going to take a couple of days. And the reason for why is because it, every every bag is, like, freshly roasted. And then if you want it grinded, because you can get it either grinded or whole bean, and um, and they, they do it when you order it. So it's not like Folgers or Maxwell House or any of those things that, you know, or even Dunkin' Donuts coffee or Starbucks that you buy in the store. That was roasted like weeks ago, months ago, and like ground up and then sent to the store. So that's that's why I like it. because, And that's the way I wanted it. I wanted it to be fresh. So it's a premium thing. It's not the cheapest, but it's, uh, it's worth it. Uh, not to mention when I, was, uh, when I was setting pricing on it, 
talking with the distributor. He's like, you really want to set it that much? Because most people that we work with, it's like $5 a bag more, if not more than that. So and I said, no, didn't want to do it. Wanted to keep it as uh, as cheap as we could for the price that, uh, for the quality that you're getting. So there you go. Knock it off coffee. Knock it off dot coffee. No, no down throwing the dot coms in there. It's a dot coffee. Anyhow, we do have a lot to talk about more than just coffee. I mean, we can talk tacos. Mm, tacos. I am kind of excited because, <laughs> and when I tell you that I eat tacos a lot, I'm not kidding. I really do. Like my consumption of of taco type stuff is it's high. You walk into my kitchen and I can tell you right now that there's two bags of, uh, of taco, um, soft taco shells. There's like the, the big burrito ones. Cause I like to make some burritos. And then there's the smaller kind of taco size because I do it all the time. And if it's not like a, a full on taco, it will at least be a quesadilla. I mean, at the very least, like a cheese case. I have like a, a taco obsession. That's that's my problem in life. I mean, I guess it's an okay problem to have. It could be a lot worse. However, yesterday, I did go to the doctor yesterday. I had to do, do some follow-ups to the uh, surgical procedure I had last week. And um, I did get the, oh, good. Hey, look, you lost two pounds. Yes. And then I looked at how much it was, and I'm like, yeah, since I last saw you, but I saw a doctor in between and I weighed less. So I'm like, dang it. But he did give me the whole, um, you need to get out and get a little bit more active. You know, you, you've got to uh, maybe lose a little bit of weight. I'm like, do you call me fat? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah. Yeah, I did. And I'm not. And I'm like, what are you? You know what it is? It's because of that whole, uh, that body mass index thing that doctors go by. That always drives me crazy. My doctors one time actually told me just a few years back that they would like for me to have a, um, a, a weight goal. Now, keep in mind, I'm just shy of 5'11". I'm not going to full on be, I'm 5'11". I'm shy of it. I'm between 5'10", 5'11", is where I rank in the height level. My doctor looked at me and he's like, yeah, we need to get you down to about 150. And I said, 150? If you're watching right now, on the camera, that's about how big I would have been. About that big. I would have looked like a Sharpie. I would have been so tiny and skinny. I was, well, last time I was at 150, I looked like I was, I, I, I just looked like I was in the final stages of cancer. I was too skinny. I mean, it was that bad. So no on that one. But they do want me to lose some weight because that index. I mean, if you, if you see me, if you meet me, you'd be like, you're not fat. And I don't think I'm fat. I make the joke every now and then because I eat too many tacos. But that's the whole doctor thing. They they uh, they go by that scale. So if you're at a certain height, you got to be at a certain weight. It's like it's not fat. It's I mean, there's there's a little bit. I mean, I don't call it fat. I call it koozie because when you have a six pack, you need to protect it. And I've got that six pack, and I got a koozie. It's not a keg, not a kegerator. It's a koozie and one of the thin koozies. That's that's what we got going on there. That and it's muscle. A lot of muscle. Sure. We'll go with that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Anyhow, Clay, good morning. Felicia Dalton, good morning. Ken and Sean, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in this morning. Oh, hang on. Uh, I got to check. I got my, my mises and mouses over here all out of whack as well. Uh, don't forget that the show is also streaming uh, both on Wimkin and on Rumble. And I think today... 
<laughs> I think I got the uh, the Rumble feed right. You know, if anybody's watching on Rumble, it's one of those things where you're like, is he going to be on the TBS TBIRS stand channel or is he going to be on the Brian Rest Show channel? You know what? It's hit and miss. It's just, it's totally hit and miss. I mean, Rumble is confusing and it's a little bit more difficult than it really should be. That's why I, 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 I'm loving Wimpkin because it's so much easier to operate. Tammy, Kirk, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in there. Um, hang on, where else am I? Um, I'm so, see, this is what happens when I, I get in this. Okay, that's, that's the wrong, I got to switch over to the, Oh, this is, it's going to be one of these days. I, I can already feel how weird of a day it is. Uh, Pat, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in already. Uh, Alan, good morning. Thanks for checking in. Do appreciate it. Anyhow, let's, uh, let's get into some of this. We got some, we got some stuff to talk about. Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense. Um, as we know, he, uh, he's back in the hospital again for some more of the complications that he's had after his uh, prostate cancer surgery. And you know, uh, politics totally aside, I, I really truly do wish the guy well. I'm concerned about the guy uh, just because despite popular belief, I really truly am human uh, and I do have concerns about people and uh, I, I wish him the best. But you know what? There is a certain point where you have to say, you know what? Uh, can't do this anymore. And when you are in a situation, um, you know, specifically with cancer, Cancer is not an easy thing, not only on the body, but on the mind. And it's one of these things where really, truly, you should be focusing on your health. The man is 70 years old. The, uh, the job as a secretary of defense is clearly not a, an easy job to go through. There's going to be a lot of stress that, that happens uh, with that job. And I, I just, this, this claim to power when they just cling on to it and they just will not let go. That's one of those things I just, there's a point you have to say, I can't do it anymore. I mean, what's more important? The safety of all of our soldiers, the safety of our nation, giving the man who doesn't know what day it is the best level of advice. Is that the most important thing or, you know, your health? I mean, or, or just holding on to this pot. I just, I see, I don't understand this. Why these people in Washington and, and again, I don't want to get into the age thing because I think that the age argument is kind of a stupid thing, but there's a certain point where you just have to let go. I don't buy into the Joe Biden is too old to be president. I don't buy into the Donald Trump is almost too old to be. I don't buy into the age thing. I buy into the capability of being able to do the job. And right now, um, with the number of times that Lloyd Austin has constantly had to go back to the hospital, clearly his health isn't good. It's, dude, it's time to just say, I can't do it anymore. It's, it's time to retire, time to step away from that, focus on your health, focus on spending time with your family. I mean, when, when you're hitting 70, that clock is ticking and there's not that much more time, not to mention, you know, family, they grow up, they move along, reduces that time even more. So really, seriously, I mean, considering everything that's going on in the world right now, we need a secretary of defense that's going to be on top of his game. Lloyd Austin is not. And we also don't need, if we end up into a, in more of a combative situation, we don't need our combat situation being done over Skype. I mean, I know that we're getting technologically more advanced, but we don't need that. We need the man in the office, in the chair, doing the duty. 
not hanging out in the hospital. So I, I think that there should be some uh, some calls for uh, for Lloyd Austin to step back. And of course, the other thing that we um, we constantly hear is the whole thing with age with Joe Biden. And again, I don't care about age. I, I know ninety year olds that are sharp as a tack. I also know people that are much younger that are not. And, you know, the fact that we uh, we keep harping on this whole thing with, you know, oh, my God, Joe Biden's age. It's not that. It's his mental capabilities, which clearly he doesn't have any of. And it's, it's just kind of going away. And there's so much pressure right now. And there's a lot of calls for the, the 25th Amendment to be called out. There's also a lot of calls for, uh, you know, Joe Biden, obviously, to step down and to not continue on because, well, he's just not there. He, he doesn't have the capacity. And the report that came out, the Robert Herport uh, that came out from the, the special counsel, uh, that was damaging. As a matter of fact, I think it was more damning than uh, than saying that we're going to charge him. It's just, uh, it's not good for Joe Biden. His capacities are not there. It's time to step back. And this is, some of the defense that keeps coming to his uh, his side just kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Nancy Pelosi now is coming out with uh, with a little bit of defense. And quite honestly, not the best defense. And if I, if I was in the situation where my mental capacity is being questioned, and trust me, it has happened sometimes, um, usually with the words, what is wrong with you? Um, I don't think I would want Nancy Pelosi, of all people, to be there to defend my mental capacity. She was on CNN's AC360, which about 360 people actually watched the show. And she started criticizing Robert Hur's uh, remarks on President Biden's mental sharpness and stated that people say they don't know things in depositions and also stated that while Biden's age is an objective fact, it's also all relative. And it is. And I say that it's relative. But she goes on to say he's younger than I am. So. So what do I have to say about his age? Girl, that's not what you, you don't want to be going down that road of saying, well, he's younger than me. Nancy, you got all kinds of problems. You shouldn't be there either. But you know, the, the, the sad thing about this is we have watched for the past three years the, the continuing diminishing mental state of Joe Biden. I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious. It's very much so in your face. And that is us watching it from the outside. That's us watching it after they pumped him up with uh, with B12 to keep him going. And that's us watching it with uh, all the cues that he's given, with all the people that are holding onto his hand. What we don't see is behind the scenes. We don't see him in the meetings. We don't see him in the Oval Office when the cameras are off. We don't know what else is there. But if we're seeing what we're seeing on camera, imagine what he's like the rest of the time. And that obviously brings up concern. But when you got a guy like Robert Hur, who's the special counsel, he, he spent five hours with Joe Biden and not even a collective five hours. It was broken up into like two different sessions. And during that time period, he was able to go, hoo hoo, there's something wrong with this guy. And yes, I get it that, you know, in depositions, uh, first off, it could be a little nerve wracking that, you know, you got to be careful of what it is that you say, because if you say the wrong thing, uh, it could be used against you. You want to be careful. But what went down in that deposition? When you were the vice president 
the man that is a heartbeat away from the most powerful person in the world for eight years. And it was not like this was back in the 1970s. It wasn't back in the 60s. This wasn't after, you know, a whole uh, weekend at Woodstock. This was not too long ago. And the man couldn't remember when he was vice president. And all the simple things that the man couldn't remember. And this is all the stuff that Robert Hur saw in this very short time period. And you get people like Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats that are coming out. And, and, and you watch who's defending him, too. You notice that it's just the establishment people that are, that are defending him. It's nobody else. Even Hillary Clinton tried to come out and, uh, and defend him slightly. Which, question, why is Hillary coming back onto the scene? I mean, does she have some fan, delusional fantasy that all of a sudden, you know, oh, Joe's not going to be able to make it. All right, my turn. I'm here. I got you. Don't worry about it. If Joe can't do it, I'm your girl. No, you're not. But she did say that uh, the whole Joe Biden age thing is a legitimate issue. She was on uh, MSNBC uh, just the other day, and um, and she was talking about the uh, the situation with um, with his age, and she believes that age is a legitimate campaign issue, uh, even as Commander in Chief is under fire over a damning special counseling report uh, accusing of, of being essentially senile. And she said that I've talked to people in the White House all the time. I'm sure you do. And you know, they know it's an issue. But as, uh, as I like to say, look at it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate issue for the ex-president Donald Trump, who's only three years younger, right? So it's an issue. And it's not. Age is not an issue. It's the mental capacity that is. And when you look at Joe Biden who rolls out of bed at like 9 o'clock in the morning and then is done by 2 o'clock in the afternoon and doesn't do more than a 10 or 15-minute speech anytime he goes out. And then you compare that with Donald Trump, who, one, is under like 15 bazillion indictments, is going from court hearing to court hearing, has all the stress of that, having to deal with all the different lawyers of all that, and running a presidential campaign and having the, the left constantly attacking him and then he gets out after traveling all day long, after going through all that stress of all the court stuff, and Donald Trump stands up, and the man does a two-hour off-the-cuff conversation, and he makes a gaffe. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, he'll make like 15 gaffes in the five-minute speech that he made. And, and during that time period, he's, uh, 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 and he's angry and bitter and snapping. And Donald Trump... He's out there making jokes. He's got all this energy. So age is not the thing. And I really wish that people would get off the age. It's not that. It's the mental capacity. Can he do it any longer? And the answer is clearly a no. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Happy Taco Tuesday. It's the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. When you're out on the- Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trail alone like I am. He may not be as pretty as a liberal man, but his cojones are much bigger, and he'll prove it. Brian Rust is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Taco Tuesday. I do appreciate you waking up with us and getting your day started today. <laughs> you know, Danny asked me a question. He's like, hey, you know, uh, golf. I, you know, I have not played golf in... And I know this sounds weird. I even got a reaction to Danny on this one. I haven't played golf in weeks. Uh, when was the last time I actually played golf? And this is this is probably one of the longest spans I have gone in quite some time without actually playing golf. Last, um, God, I can't see anything in my cal- my calendar. If it wasn't for my phone, by the way, I would be such a lost person because my life is so chaotic and so crazy. That I actually, I've, I rely so much on my calendar to keep everything straight. Um, last time I played golf was, no, that was not then. It had to have been something different. Was it really? I've played this year. I thought. Have I not? There's no way. Hang on a second. Now I'm confused. Have I not played at all this year? I thought I did. But maybe not. Maybe the last time I played golf was December 27th. Holy crap. I'm going to fix that. Anyhow, uh, where are we talking about? Oh, yeah, golf. Uh, well, first, though, we got to take a break for uh, Fox News. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, good morning. Welcome back to the show, and happy Taco Tuesday. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. All right, let's talk about this for just a second, because uh, I, you know, maybe it's just the, the me getting older um, and being a Gen Xer, uh, raised by the boomers. And, um, I, every time I see these stories, I just... America's getting weak. 
They really truly are. And my home territory of the Northeast, come on. They are getting hit with a real true nor'easter, which, by the way, meteorologists, can you please pay attention to this? What you are seeing right now happening in the Northeast, that is what a nor'easter is. When a storm in the Gulf of Mexico forms and goes northeasternly, that is not a nor'easter. That is a northeasterly storm. Please do not ever call it that again because you look stupid. And I don't care what meteorologists decided, you know, well, we're, we're going to call that a nor'easter now. No, you're not. That's not what a nor'easter is. For many, 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 many years, many decades, many of hundreds of years, a nor'easter has always been a storm in the northeast that would come in, it would loop back around after going northeast and come back and slap you yet again. And typically in the winter. And that's what the uh, the New England area is uh, and the whole Northeast area is expecting this uh, the next couple of days, today and tomorrow. But watching the freak out. Oh. Like the reporters up there, the news directors that are up there that are that are getting ready to cover all these stories. Could you do everybody just a favor? Go and talk to one of the tribal elders and just ask them. Be like, hey, here's the, here's the forecast. This is what we're expecting. Uh, in the next, uh, the next 24 hours or so, we're expecting 12 to, 12 to, or 3 to 12 inches of snow. Uh, panic level of, uh, of, of it's not that big of a deal to go get the bread and milk. Uh, where does this land? And anybody that is over the age of 40, in the Northeast is going to tell you, really? Th three to 12 inches? And you're asking me what the panic level should be? Get out of my face. And that's what's going on right now in the Northeast. They're freaking out. Oh my God, we might see a foot of snow. Sit down. Sit down, shut up. I mean, seriously. that That is not something to panic about. Even if it was a heavy snow, three to 12 inches of snow, I mean, granted, if you're here in Florida, you know, if we were to get three to 12 inches of snow, that would be world ending. In New England, three to 12 inches of snow is not a big deal. But yet, people are freaking out. The media is freaking out. The mayors are freaking out. Oh my God. We're getting a storm in February in the winter. The great the the, the groundhog said we weren't going to see the, another winter, and oh my god, we might get a foot of snow. Think about it. Hang on a second. For those watching, here's my shoe. I've measured my shoe. Okay, my shoe. Yeah, and I do need to get some new uh, new hey dudes. Uh, my shoe is just about it's a little over twelve inches. So you're getting less than that in snow. Again, if you're in Florida, that's a big deal. In New England, that's not a big deal at all. Knock it off with the panic. Just tell people, hey, uh, just to let you know, tomorrow morning for the morning commute on your way into work, uh, it may be a little, little slow to go because, well, there's going to be some snow. And being somebody that is from New England, Grew up there, 
well, not most of my life because most of my life have been gone from that area. But uh, the first 20 years of my life, I was there. I learned how to drive in the winter in the snow. I had a 79 Chevy Chevette. One of the worst things to possibly ever have in snow. And I learned how to drive in that stuff. It's not a big deal. Take a big deep breath, New England, and calm down. But I just, I, it just, it gets me going when I watch these news reports and, and they're freaking out over it. You're in panic. Yeah, you're right. Uh, when it happens, uh, you live in panic mode. Everything's a crisis. And it, it's true. Everything is in a crisis for these people. I've actually seen some news reports because I, I follow a lot of news channels uh, around the country and around the world. And obviously, I, I follow a lot of them from, from back home in the New England area. And I have seen reports where they're talking about um, it's Monday and um, next Tuesday, we are expecting a snowstorm and we're going to go ahead and cancel school for next Tuesday. When I see these news reports, I'm like, are you kidding? How much snow do you expect to get? Is it going to be like the blizzard of 78? No, it's, it's, we're going to expect three to 12 inches of snow. It's going to be the worst thing ever. Oh my God. It's a crisis. Quick. Everybody go get the bread and milk. We're going to be stuck in the house forever. Three to 12 inches of snow. And when they say three to 12 inches of snow, it means they're going to get six. And even if they did get a full foot, even if they got two feet of snow. And again, I, I know here in Florida, you're like, man, if two feet, I don't know what I would do. Two feet of snow is nothing. So over all of this panic and freak out and this oversensitiveness that we have in so many people, grow a pair, throw on your snow boots, you get out there and you shovel the snow. Oh my God, but well what if it's too heavy? Well, what you do is you, when you see the snow out there starting to build up and um, you see it's maybe two, three inches, rather than getting out there and shoveling a whole foot of snow, Get out there with your snow shovel in the in, at night and early in the morning. You go, you clean the sidewalk, you clean the the the, uh, the driveway out, and you're good. I remember growing up, there was never a time, well, there's rarely a time that you ever um, would prepare for a snowstorm coming in, and then you just like, okay, well, we're gonna buckle up inside and get the hot chocolate going, light the, the fireplace, and then next thing you know, okay, now we got to get out and plow. Are we going to go shovel? No, you're doing it as it goes. And the guy, like, go outside while it's snowing? Yes. It, you're not going to die from it. It's going to be a little chilly. It might actually land on your nose. might be a little cold. But you'll be okay, New England. You're going to survive. Here's another one with the snowflakes. <laughs> so much snowflakes. Um, Oh... Speaking of Buffalo, uh, Earl's texting me some stuff. Uh, talking about the Buffalo Steaks that he got, but Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. They know snow. And I'm sure that even Buffalo, New York is laughing at the rest of the Northeast going, sit down and calm down. 12 inches of snow, please. I've seen snowstorms in Buffalo, New York, Erie, Pennsylvania, that general area, that has dropped four or five feet of snow in one storm overnight. Like you went to bed and there was grass and you woke up the next morning, you couldn't find your car. I mean, that's a snowstorm. That's one where you kind of freak out. Calm down up there. Jeez. But here's another one where the uh, the snowflakes are freaking out. 
Um, for those of us that are old enough to know, and for those of us that may be younger that um, are not oversensitive, and you have seen Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddles is a uh, is a movie that no doubt could never, ever, ever be produced today because there are comments and innuendos and things that just wouldn't fly today because of the oversensitive nature of everybody. Well, now HBO has decided that they are going to add a trigger warning to Blazing Saddles when they play it, which first and foremost, HBO is actually playing Blazing Saddles. <laughs> really? But they're adding a trigger warning. I can only imagine what a trigger warning would have to be for Blazing Saddles for any of the snowflakes who has never seen that before. I mean, the emotional meltdown and wreckage that that could that movie could do to today's weak snowflakes that we have. Can you imagine? I mean, it would put some people in therapy. Oh, my God. I can't believe they used those words. Oh, I can't believe that people laughed at this. This is a tragedy. I know. It's so horrible. Because heaven forbid that anybody laughs at a joke nowadays. But here we are, the uh, HBO adding that trigger warning to Blazing Saddles. You know what this makes me want to do? It makes me want to, like, actually go and watch Blazing Saddles. I haven't seen the movie in forever, but now I want to do it just because all these snowflakes are, are melting down. Oh, it's just... Whoa, big old case of relax. Just, it's too much. You know what I have not seen, by the way? And I've been looking for it, um, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the uh, the freak out meltdown coming from uh, the the leftist propagandists on social media over the Lakewood Church shooting. You know, normally whenever we have a mass shooting or an attempted mass shooting, or, or a shooting that just takes on so much uh, headlines, uh, and if you haven't seen it, that's the uh, the Joel uh, Joel what's his name there, the Joel steal all your money Steen um, uh, Church over there in Texas, where they had a, an active shooting situation and. The leftist propagandist people uh, that normally are the ones that I always anticipate to uh, to read their wonderful um, their wonderful posts about oh my god we need gun control they're silent for some reason and it might have a lot to do with the fact that after all these shootings happen and they come out and they're like oh my god the MAGA people and then the people that are clinging to your guns and the Republicans and oh you guys aren't doing anything and blah blah blah. And we're always the ones that turn around and say, hey, time out for a second. Um, you do know that the person that did the shooting was the leftist, right? You do know that the vast majority of all the shootings that we have seen uh, have been done by leftists. And then when you want to break it down even more to a bigger demographic of people that keep doing these uh, these shootings, end up being <clears throat> transgender and, or people in that uh, alphabet mafia community. What? Yes. Statistically, when you look at it, that's that's what we're seeing. And the Lakewood Church shooting, no difference whatsoever. The uh, The suspect who was actually shot and killed by an off-duty police officer uh, who was doing security, which, again, well, imagine that. A good guy stops a bad guy with a gun to prevent any more mass chaos. God, so, no wonder why they're being quiet. Good guy with a gun stops the bad guy with a gun. Bad guy with the gun is another leftist, uh, transgender uh, freakazoid. Mm -hmm. But uh, the person that did the uh, the thing, which, by the way, media, hello, uh, can we um, can we stop calling him a woman? 
you watch all the media and the woman that did this shooting, was it a woman? Well, he identified as a woman, so she's a she. No. But the uh, the shooter ended up, uh, as some of the details are coming out, had um, had stickers for the uh, the pro Palestine uh, uh, label on the AR fifteen rifle, which was I'm uh, glad that they said it was an AR fifteen rifle. And this, believe it or not, this news story that I'm I'm reading off of, you you want to find out who it's from? And this this is the reason why I picked this particular one. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there. I picked this one because it's from ABC News. ABC News actually did this one. And the headline was that the Lakewood Church shooting AR-15 had Palestinian or Palestine sticker, uh, anti-Semitic writings uh, recovered, police say. And it starts off saying, you know, the suspect died and uh, two were hurt in the shooting at uh, Joel Olstein's church. A sticker saying Palestine was on the AR-15 rifle a woman used. Not a woman, but you know what? At least you got the gun details right. And we didn't go down the, it was a scary AR-15 style military semi-automatic fully clipped machine gun. Because remember, it either is or it isn't an AR-15. There's, there's no in between. It is or it isn't. Not style. It's, it is or it isn't. ABC at least got that one right. But they didn't get the whole woman thing right. Well, it was she identified as a woman. Okay, whatever. But it went on to talk about the anti-Semitic writings that had been uh, recovered, um, you know, after the uh, the shooting had been done, uh, and going on the the suspect um, who had entered the church along with her seven year old son. Um, but it's just it, again crazy leftist. Another crazy leftist that went off and did another shooting. And it just, to me, I find it kind of ironic that your typical cast of characters that jump out there and always give us the whole, uh, oh my God, we got to we gotta ban the guns because guns are bad. Uh, they just didn't end up showing up because it's one of you guys. Again. Uh, we need to toughen things up a little bit. And I don't, that, why is that playing? Play me some music. There we go. That's what I wanted. Sorry. Computers doing their thing. Hey, don't forget today for lunch. If you're looking for something good, yummy, go over and check out my friends over at On The Fly Bistro and Catering. They're right there in the uh, shops at Edgewater. Oh, this they, they have such great sandwiches. I'm in the mood for a sandwich. That would be a good thing today. Go check them out. Say hello to them for us. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's the talk show host that has the cojones to just say it. Because someone has to. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday. Hey, you know what else today is, by the way? Les bon temps roulé. It is Fat Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the drink. I'm talking about the Mardi Gras day. I actually kind of miss our celebrations uh, when I worked in Mobile. I lived in Mobile for like four years. Worked for a group of radio stations over there for, for a long time. And we used to have the biggest Mardi Gras celebrations over there. Oh, my God. They were they were so much fun. The, the radio station that I worked for, there was a heritage radio station. It had been there for as forever. As a matter of fact, uh, it was uh, until the uh, the new owners changed the format because I always hate new owners. Uh, well, not always. Most of the time I do. Uh, but the uh, the new owners ended up changing the format of the station. It had been the, the longest, um, the longest continuous top 40 radio station in the country. Uh, and pretty much anybody who was somebody had worked at that radio station. Like every big name in this industry uh, had worked there. And the Mardi Gras celebrations were so much fun. I mean, it was... It was insanity. If anybody went to the uh, the Mardi Gras celebration uh, this year over in St. Andrews, uh, it was pretty crazy. There was a lot of people that went to it. But you just think about that magnified by like a hundred, if not more. It was it was always so much fun uh, when we uh, when we had the celebrations there. And of course, in Mobile, it is the home of Mardi Gras. Despite what New Orleans might want to say, uh, it started in Mobile first and then went over to New Orleans. But uh, there's a big difference between the two. One, New Orleans, I mean, first off, it's kind of a dirty city. And I know that there's people that are like, oh, my God, I love New Orleans. I really, I could never figure out why. You know, I've lived in big cities. I used to go to New York City like almost every weekend when I lived in, uh, worked in Connecticut just outside of the city. Um, and we used to go there all the time. And New York's an interesting city. And, and it's, it's got its own kind of, eh. but New Orleans, for me, I always found it to just be kind of a gross, dirty city. And, of course, now with the violence and the crime and everything, it's, it's really not all that great. But the, the Mardi Gras between there and Mobile was so completely different. Like, Mobile is very family-friendly to the most part. I mean, there's some parts about it that, eh. But, um, yeah, it was always so much fun. If you get a chance to go to uh, Mobile, which, by the way, if you want to do that for the big celebration, like the, uh, the Joe Kane Day, which is yesterday, Fat Tuesday today, those are the times that you actually want to go to the big parades in, in Mobile. And it, it lasts for like a couple of weeks. And it's insanity to watch how they do it and the number of floats that go through. I mean, the parades are huge. And we used to do this thing where the radio station I worked for, we had these giant boombox trucks. Uh, to give you an idea, take a 24-foot-long U-Haul truck, 
that was the size of the truck. And it had a mobile studio and big speakers and the whole thing. And we would be up on top of that thing and we would we would literally heckle the um the floats as they would go by. And that was like the place to be because you knew there was going to be a supply of throws that were coming at you. They would literally throw boxes of moon pies at us. They wouldn't take out the individuals and chuck them. No, the the big moon, they would huck that thing to try and get it over to us. They would grab bags of beads that they haven't even undone yet. And they would try and chuck them at us so they could hit us because we were heckling them so hard. Um, needless to say, most people that did hang out in that particular area uh, with us at the time, a lot of people walked away with some bruises. Uh, I've, I've gotten a couple of bruises on the chest from getting hit with a bag of beads or, uh, you know, hit in the face by a box of moon pies, but oh my God, it was so much fun. But if you are going to go to mobile for that, um, the best idea for it is to like stay in one of the hotels in downtown mobile, but reserve it right now. Like get on and reserve it right now for next year. Otherwise, forget about it. It's not going to happen. But um, go check it out. It's it's such a great experience uh, to go to today. Steve, uh, what is today's also International Pancake Day? Ooh, mm, pancakes. You know what's disappointing though is IHOP. When you talk about pancakes nowadays, and I'm sorry, we we completely went on a a different kind of. Uh, but you know what? Mm, I do like pancakes, but IHOP is just not the same. Remember growing up as a kid, you'd be like, I want to go to IHOP. Today, it's like, nah, not really. And I finally perfected my pancaking making skills too. With being able to get them all nice and fluffy, it's all about how you whip the air into them. I make these big old thick pancakes. They're so delicious. Oh, by the way, today is also, uh, there's so many things in addition to Fat Tuesday. Uh, as we know, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Uh, for those of us that are single, whoopee. Uh, but today, there's another holiday, which I didn't know about. And I guess it's been going for like 14 years now. And it's called Galentine's Day. And you're thinking to yourself, what in the hell is that? Galentine's Day apparently is for your gal best friends. Now, my question is, can you like, can you celebrate that if you're a guy with your girl best friend? Or is this just a girl could celebrate it with her girl best friend? That it's, I mean, it's a manufactured holiday. I mean, so many of these holidays are manufactured. Even Valentine's Day, for crying out loud. It's nothing but a Hallmark holiday. And I've saved so much money by switching to single status. Hang on. We got to take a quick break for news. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. Good morning and happy Galentine's Day. The only way to stopping from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Russ Show is next on News Talk at 101. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show in hour number two. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. Happy Taco Tuesday. It is Fat Tuesday, too, by the way. And if you have enough tacos, maybe you could get a little fat. By the way, you know what? A place that keeps doing some great tacos. And I don't know what they're doing today. And I probably should reach out and find out. Even though it's probably a little early. And if I did, they'd be like, what are you texting me this early for? But that's uh, American Charlie's. They keep doing that. I don't know if they're still doing it. But they did this one taco. It was like this. Um, if you've ever went in and had the, um, the pot roast which, by the way, is just freaking amazing. Um, they took that pot roast and they put it with, like, some special, like, sweet sauce thing and turned it into tacos. Oh, oh. fat boy happy, I'm telling you. Earl, good morning. What are you doing this morning? Hey, all getting ready, letting them uh, buffalo steaks kind of marinate a little bit for this afternoon. Mm, there you going, go. Going, going to birthday party. Mm-hmm. You're bringing buffalo steaks for the birthday party? Yep, yep. That's what she said she wanted, buffalo steaks. Well, then, buffalo then steaks. you know what? Then you provide. That's uh, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. right. And, hey, I don't want them boys. I sent you the text, but I don't want them boys that New England feel lonesome. Because <laughs> Yellowstone all the way over to central Wyoming between Wednesday and Friday is going to get between 10 and 12 inches of snow plus 40 mile an hour winds at the minimum. Right. Oh, Earl, it's just, it's, you know, it, it amazes me how weak the New England, I mean, granted, the New England area now is, is very liberal, very kind of progressive, very, yeah, and I hate it because it's a beautiful area. It really truly is. Uh, but they, they, is. they become so weak and like watching the news coverage and the, the fact that even national news is picking this up, which granted a lot of the national news is based out of New York City anyhow, but watching them freak out about it. It's like 12 inches of snow is not a lot of snow. I can only imagine what the people in western New York are saying. They're like, really? (laughs) Come on. Calm down. I I can remember being on Newfoundland, going up there and delivering some uh, mining equipment to the northern northern end of the island, to the mines, the uranium mines, and coming back, and it's blizzarding. There's Mm. only one road from St. John's over to the the other side, 500 miles long. Get on top of the mountain. You can see the blizzard coming. 
you let it pass, then you come down the other side because wind will blow you off into the bay. Mm-hmm. You get on the freighter. Yeah, excuse me, the, the uh, uh, thing that hauls cars and stuff, ferry. Yep. Going across. This thing's size of a freighter. The wind's blowing so hard, it actually blows it backwards where we can't dock in Nova Scotia. Coming down from Nova Scotia, I'm trying to outrun another blizzard. Come into Maine. All they did was close the convenience store truck stop. Couldn't get coffee, but they let us use the restroom. Then we continued on to Pennsylvania. I continued on to Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, people up there, they just like an everyday thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking back, this is only about 20 years ago, and now they're whining? Yeah, it's, it's so sad. I mean, even the fact that the airlines have, uh, have already canceled some flights, I'm like, I mean, I, I can understand the safety factor when it comes to yeah. that. But, you know, everything else, it's like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, really, 12 inches of snow is nothing. You know, something that happened to me one time that, um, well, it happened to me multiple times because I used to be a ski instructor when I was in high school. I was actually a professional yeah. skier. Um, you know, I used to do all that X Games stuff before the X Games actually were a thing. Um, and and I would spend a lot of time up in the mountains. And there have been times when I've been up in the mountain where I've been stuck on the chairlift during a blizzard. Like the chairlift just like stopped. And, and you're, when you're up in the mountain, and if you've never seen this, it's a cool experience to see um, where like the snowstorms would come in and they would come through the valleys of the mountains and stuff. Yeah. And you would literally be on the, the chairlift and you would ride right through the snowstorm and come up on top of it. And it's sunny skies. It's a, it's a cool experience. But I've been actually caught on a chairlift before multiple times in a snowstorm in a blizzard where it's like five degrees below zero. The wind is blowing, you know, you're back and forth. The snow is piling up on top of you. And you just kind of sat there and you waited for a little while. You kept your little hand warmers going and, you know, you just kind of survived. And, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, the chairlift starts moving or the ski patrol comes along and throws a rope so that you can get down. And then you just carry on your day. Today, if something like that was to happen to people up in the Northeast, they'd be in therapy for months. They'd be massive lawsuits against the ski resorts. I mean, it would just be, it would be a mess. Well, how would you cannot, these whiny little whatever they are. I got a lot of names. Liberal or conservative, they're too whiny. They're going to blame the ski resort because they don't have any snow. Yep. They bring in a snow machine <laughs> and they blame them because they got too much snow yeah. or it's too wet. Or it's too cold. And I'm like, or it's, it's like you can't, cold. you can't make these people that complain about everything happy. I no, mean, there's just, there's no way cannot. to do it. And it's so sad. I, I, I think I went through two blizzards up in Helena, Montana, right along the Canadian border, making uh, pipe deliveries. I decided that it was better the third time for me to stop at truck stop to go through the blizzard, go over the mountain, and come down to Helena. I just wait for the snow to pass. It was, I mean, it was five and six foot deep. Yeah, that's a snowstorm. Yeah, and we got chains on, just clanking away, hauling pipe, like it ain't nothing doing seven miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> and you're uh, maybe two foot off the truck in front of you is rear bumper yeah that's pretty close anyway uh joe biden yep now if you want to know the correct way to go whichever way he says go don't yeah, go the go opposite the way. way yeah go the opposite <laughs> way be perfect but why i just reading on israel 
why is it that when Israel is winning, one of the smallest nations, I think Jordan's slightly larger, in the Middle East, got attacked. 12, 1,400 people literally slaughtered in their beds, which Israel once said no more, never again. And they turn around and they're whooping Hamas's rear end. Yeah. There's only two or three battalions left of the Hamas organization. And Joe Biden and all the liberals in Washington, oh, stop, stop. You got the uh, Arabs. Stop. You can't kill them all. Israel says, yes, we can. Yes. Here, we hold, show hold my beer. Let me show win. you. We go, yeah, we'll kill them all. And, and you know, as vicious as that sounds, and I know that there are people that are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you're just going to kill all those innocent people. You know what? Here's the problem. And again, it's it's people who don't know the history of that area. And, and we're not talking about ancient history. I mean, it does go no. way back. But just in the past hundred years alone, you look at the number of times, hell, just the past 50 years, you look at the number of times that Israel has been attacked by terrorist groups. They attack back, and the international community gives them the, oh, my God, you just have to back down a little bit. You know, just don't go so far. And then Israel kind of backs down a little bit, and then the terrorist groups regroup, and then they attack again, and then they attack again. And then it's this over over and over recycling thing that uh, just it never gets out of that cycle. And I think Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, at this point, um, he's got nothing to lose politically at this point. And no. he's, he's the one who's finally said, you know what, enough. Enough with this. And we're just going to end it. We are going to send the message. We are going to annihilate the Hamas to the point where they are no longer and then turn around and say, who's next? You know, this, you just reminded me of something, Brian. 1944, we just did right after D-Day. There's a place called the Falaise Gap, mm -hmm. F-A-L-A-I-S-E. In uh, France and so on. But we had captured an end. We had almost surrounded an entire German army. And all of a sudden, our army paused and let the Germans escape through a gap. Hitler did it at Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. He had the British defeated and then all of a sudden stopped his army and just and let three or 400,000 Brits and Frenchmen get off the uh, coast. It's not, it's, it's kind of weird how this suddenly st everything stops right when they want win the people are ready for it to be over one way or the other yeah and we did it in uh uh what was it uh 1945 the uh american and german army fought together against the ss immediately boom right there together and they fought the ss and defeated the ss to capture a bunch of uh prisoners that the ss was going to assassinate all these weird turns the American leadership has forgotten how to actually win. We want a negotiated settlement. No, you don't win, and then you can uh, rebuild everything and make your money. You mm -hmm. don't want a negotiated corporate self settlement, yeah. corporation settlement. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the American military, as great as they are, the leadership, um, uh, leadership being political mostly, um, you think you look back at all of the the conflicts that we have had for so long, and how they have gone on and on and on and dragged on, uh, or and then eventually we just kind of cease firing things and walk away. 
It's like the the American politician has been really bad about that for hundred years. You know, pretty much yeah. since World War II. Uh, you know, we yeah. we get down to that road of, of politics where it's like you go in there and you smack them around a little bit, and then you step back and you let them regroup. They attack you and you smack back a little bit, and then you step back again. They regroup. It's like they never learn the lesson. I mean, you talk to a military wow. person, and they're going to tell you, we know what to do. We need to wipe them off the face of the earth. But the politicians yeah. end up going, oh, my God, I'm up for reelection, and we just can't do that because it's bad. Well, you know what? You know, you, We're going to go ahead, and we're going to stop this, and we've seen this over and over again. I mean, you look at you know, the, the war on terror and the things that we've done in Afghanistan and Iraq and all these other places in the country. If we would just go in and smack them hard enough and annihilate them, we wouldn't have to go back and fight with them later on. And and instead of just doing what you're supposed to do to, to finish the job and, and, and actually just win the war, they constantly stop and then we get back into it again. And then we have politicians having to visit graves and families of people who've died again because we didn't put our foot down. You know, my daddy told me something about World War II after it ended. You know, the convoys that were still on the way with material in the Pacific, they just turned them around, the war's over, and all they were bringing all that equipment back, never been used, ain't got 10 miles on it. Well, at least they didn't leave it somewhere. What, they didn't. They dumped it over the side of the ships and the freighters. <laughs> Everything dumped. Now, you can see this in some of the harbors on the islands in the Pacific where mm -hmm. they had all the equipment. Instead of giving it to the islanders, they dumped it. This was a corporate decision. Instead of bringing it back, it cost too much to bring it back. It, we can't have it in the market. We can't have Jeeps and every truck's coming on the market. We need new stuff. The economy's booming. So they dump it. Yeah. This is the truth, Brian. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I mean, government is notorious at doing that. Yeah. Hey, I got, remember, I got a, I got a what do you call it, a conundrum mm -hmm. kind of question to ask your listeners. Okay. What does, what does tomorrow, which is February 14th, Valentine's Day, what does a V, as in Victor, V as in Valentine, the letter V do when you draw it? I give them the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. And what it does, it separates. It starts at a single point and separates. The timeline separate tomorrow that has been chosen. And I want everybody to understand tomorrow. That's right. You did mention that. You you yes, did mention did. coming up on uh, February 14th, 15th, uh, were some of the dates that you mentioned something. Yep. February 14th, the timeline splits. And it's the last day. It's a day that the people in charge have chosen for the American people and the American government to cross the Rubicon. It's a day of, I love you. I'm crossing the Rubicon, baby. Mm. That's the best way I can describe it. And yeah, the text is, uh, February 8th. Yep. February uh, 8th. yep. I, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Everybody be ready. Now y'all been warned. Yep. You had your chances, people. It's too late. Tomorrow we cross the Rubicon and we ain't coming back. Well, if you don't know what that means, go read about Caesar. We'll, we'll see what happens because, I mean, uh, a lot of the predictions that you have made, you're, you've are you got like a high 90% accuracy rate yep. that at least something happens. So we'll see. Hey, Earl, we're up against our break. i got to run. Right. Thanks Take for the care. call. I do appreciate it. Enjoy those enjoy. steaks and uh, stay out of the snow. Oh.
Uh, we we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk 101. Good morning. You've got offended listening to The Brian Rush Show. NPR is down a dial to the left. Now back to the most listened to talk show on the panhandle. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and thanks so much for waking up with us today. Do appreciate it. Hey, coming up at the top of the hour, the next, uh, well, yeah, the next hour, top of the hour, like 30 minutes from now. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. It's, it's, it's not fully there. Uh, but the uh, we're going to have a guest on the show. The Humane Society of Florida's state director, Kate McFall, is going to be joining us. We're, we're going to talk about a bill that's that's actually uh, that's that's going through the uh, the House and the Senate uh, when it comes to bear hunting. And apparently, there is a a deal. <laughs> I saw the the story on this. Kind of made me, you know, Florida. We're something else. We really truly are something else. When you look at all the wildlife that we have in Florida, and now, of course, we've added on. We, you remember that it used to be like Australia, such, such like the wild, wet backland. No. Florida, we've got everybody beat. When you think about what we have in Florida, we have, uh, you know, gigantic stakes. We got pythons. Uh, we got all kinds of bugs. We've got alligators. We got crocodiles. We got turtles. We got uh, sharks. Now we have cocaine sharks. Um, God, what else have we've had? We've got, uh, the wild boars. We've got the monkeys with the herpes. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it, the list keeps going on and on and on. A couple of weeks ago, we added the kangaroo situation. Uh, so it just seems like it never stops until you get one of the hold my beer. There are now a, uh, lawmakers in Florida who says they need to loosen up the rules on killing bears aimed at the ones that are on crack that's the story that's coming out of the guardian um there's no evidence that backs up the claim for bears on crack but then again this is florida but apparently they're breaking into homes and opponents are saying that the bill would allow people to kill bears without threat well first off if a bear is coming into your home there's your threat you shoot the bear uh, but you make sure you shoot the bear with the right caliber gun. Don't be up there just pop, uh, because that's just going to tick the bear off. But the uh, the Florida lawmaker uh, that is uh, that is proposing this is seeking to loosen the regulations on killing of wildlife. Uh, has claimed that bears high on crack are breaking into people's homes and tearing them apart. Now. <laughs> This, to me, it almost seems like a situation. We'll get more of the details on this coming up at the top of the hour. But just going off of the news story alone. If anybody knows how crack is really done, it's not like... It's not like you just go in there and you just eat the crack. We, we all kind of know because Florida, we've got the, the Florida crack man. Uh, you know, it, it has a, a tendency to be something you kind of had to smoke or kind of... You know, the whole whatever else. But it's not one of those you're just, you're opening up a, a little baggie and you're just, that, that's not really how the crack works. So it, I'm going to be interested to see how this how this all comes about. Uh, but um, considering everything else going on here in Florida, um, and by the way, it's a Republican that has proposed this. 
just just craziness. It really truly is. But we we do have the the cocaine sharks now, which um, I don't know if anybody knows um, Jason Nunley. He's a he, he's a guy who he does the social media stuff. He's the listen guy. Uh, if you know those videos, then you know who I'm talking about. Which, by the way, he lives in like uh, the Niceville area, so he's he's actually kind of local here. He came up with a, a version of um, the, uh, the that shark song, whatever that that little kid song. But now it's cocaine shark. It's pretty funny. Uh, but we also have the the uh, the monkeys with the herpes and so much. Oh, and now, of course, the other one, the other story that came out, it's not here in Florida, but it also came out the other day, was the uh, the bubonic plague now coming in uh, through cats and all the... I mean, at this point, this world that we're living in has gone crazy. But yeah, cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Uh, the, the story is that it's, uh, you know, it's been, we have bears on crack. Uh, that are breaking into people's houses. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I really am because it's it's one of these only happens in Florida. So we'll uh, we'll talk with the uh, the state director from the uh, the Humane Society here in Florida coming up at the top of the hour about crack bears and the bill to crack down on the crack. Maybe we should just ban bears from having crack. Has anybody thought about that? Maybe make a law that says it's illegal for bears to do crack. Solve everything, right? Just ask the Democrats. That's how they like to do it. Hang on. We got to take a break for news coming up here at the bottom of the hour. This show is falling off the rails. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. One. If you have to question if he just said that. Chances are, he did. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. So, new polling that has come out is not looking so good for Joe Biden. <laughs> it's not, not good at all. 88% of America. Now, there's one of these things that, uh, that he said that he was going to do when he ran for president, and that was he was going to unify America. I don't think this is what he meant. So for the first time in a very long time, we have a unified kind of front with America. As a matter of fact, out of the 88% of Americans that are saying this, 73% of Democrats are saying this. That Joe Biden is just too old. And I I, I hate the fact that they are saying they're too old because, again, um, I, I don't like to go and judge based on the age. But I think what people are really, truly saying when they, they're looking at the Biden situation is, he just doesn't have it. And we have 88% of the population now that is saying, mm, no bueno. 233-9988, that's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops, sorry I missed you there. Um, it's gotten so cold in here today that I think my laptop is actually, um, my laptop has decided, nope, not today. I had another story I wanted to tell you about, but I can't pull it up because the laptop's like too cold in here. Uh, 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good. How are you today? Hey, buddy. You know anybody ain't talking about all these fires that happened in Maui and the same things happened in Chile? All these uh, blue lasers that burn up all these houses? Yeah. I mean, I just... 
They've have you noticed by the way that that story has completely gotten hushed up. Like nobody talks about that anymore. Like the, the whole uh, uh, Maui fire or the, the fire that happened over there in Hawaii. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore. And you know they're they're definitely not bringing up the ones uh, that are happening in other places. And there's multiple fires that are going on uh, around the world, and so many mysteriously weird things that are happening. But nobody talks about it. You're right. Things that make you go. Yeah, I, got one, hmm. I got one more other thing there, buddy. You see all these scandals and all these bribery scandals getting happening in Washington and D.C. and all these, all these Democrats up there, nothing but a bunch of sex trafficking children and just ruining and driving this country into the ground. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't leave that at just Democrats. Uh, you know, the Democrats obviously they're uh, they're doing a lot to to do a lot of damage to the country. But um, yeah, I mean, it, Washington's a mess. I, I don't trust too much of Washington anymore. Uh, you look at what they're doing. Uh, it's it's just, it's a mess. And, it, and again, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican. Um, but you do have to question a lot of the motives of the Democrats because where are the Democrats to really do things like bring to light the trafficking, the human trafficking? I mean, where, where are the Democrats who, remember, they're, they're the ones for the people. Uh, they're the ones that care about the middle class because uh, they tell us this all the time. Where's the Democrat Party to be out there fighting and demanding answers of where's the 86,000 kids that have reportedly been missing? Where, where's all of the humanitarian aid and stuff that's going on for all of these people that are, you know, struggling in cities like New York? They're, they're so full of it. And, and it's, it seems like every time that they point, it's, it's one of those one finger's pointing at somebody, but there's a few fingers that are pointing right back at them. Yeah, I got, one, I got one more thing to see. I seen a video uh, about Trump saying that they better open up Guantanamo Bay about for massive people uh, for prisoners. Yeah. Don't these people in Washington think they're going to see them all scrambling? Aren't these people going to be scared? Are you going to be uh, in jail whenever Trump gets in? What y'all doing to him? They are freaking you, out. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be invested in some land in Cuba or maybe in China since y'all paid <laughs> off by them. Right. Uh, yeah, there's there's a few people that uh, that are in Washington D.C. that that might want to think about uh, alternative places to go where there's not an extradition treaty uh, with the U.S. But yeah, I mean, look, Washington right now they're scared out of their minds, and it's not just Washington; it's the power structure because Donald Trump has done a lot to expose them, and you know we have seen it. Uh, they really can't hide hide from it any longer, and they are scared to death that Donald Trump is going to get elected, which. Uh, you know, worries a lot of other people. I mean, Dan, Dan Bongino has talked about this on his show. Um, I, I know that Tucker Carlson's also talked about it as well. We should be afraid for Donald Trump um, because these people are not going to stop. You know, I, I don't think that they're going to stop at simply allowing Donald Trump to get into office and regain power because they're they're scared. And we are going to be entering a very interesting time in this uh, this nation's history. Uh, and the uh, the establishment people, the one world order people, they're um, they're getting a little uncomfortable right now, and rightfully so. Yeah, I, but it's going to cause some problems. I got one more thing, Bear Bud. Yeah. There ain't no way there's going to have no Nazi scientists ahead of no world forum order that's going to tell us what to do. There's no way that's going to happen. I don't know what they're yeah. thinking, or like that, but. They better uh, think again if they're going to be telling people what to do and where to go in 15-minute cities. You see Texas, they better wake up and smell the coffee because there's a lot more of us than there of them, bud. You have a good day, bud. You too. Thanks for the call. Do appreciate it. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> that is, oh, the 15-minute city. We haven't talked about that in a little bit. 
um, there are more and more pushes now for that 15-minute city. And if you've never actually really dove into the the topic of the 15-minute city, I suggest you do it because that is a mission that they are on. And they're trying to deliver it in a way that sounds kind of cool. You know, if you live in one of these 15-minute cities, uh, you're living into an area that, you know, everything is within a 15-minute bike ride or walk. Uh, everything that you need, your job, your your schooling, your medical, I mean, everything that you need. And we're starting to see them do these. We're seeing them around the world where they're building these 15-minute cities. And part of this, and if you go and watch the right videos, there are videos that are detailing what they want to do. And part of the, the ultimate plan of the 15-minute city is to make it so that when you are within your 15-minute city, and, and to give you a perfect idea, if you were to take this area here in Bay County, around Panama City, you could make several 15-minute cities. You, you could make, um, you know, St. Andrews uh, downtown could be a 15-minute city. There could be uh, the rest of Panama City could be a 15-minute city. Lynn Haven be a 15-minute city. Panama City Beach being one. Callaway being one. Springfield being one. And what they would do is, what they want to do is corral you into your 15-minute city. There's no reason for you to get out. Everything that you possibly could need is there. Now, this looks good on writing, but as we look at things now, how far do you have to travel to go see a doctor? How far do your kids have to travel to go to school? How far do you have to travel to go to the grocery store? If you really truly think that we could develop 15-minute cities to provide everything that you could ever need in that one spot, it's just, it's a fantasy. I mean, we don't have enough teachers, you know, let alone the rest of the stuff. But the idea is to corral you into your area and not let you out. And the ultimate plan with it is also to make it so that if you are, say you're in the, the, the Callaway 15-minute city, that's the, the city that you're, you're assigned to, that you have to uh, call your domain. Now you, for some reason, have to go to Panama City. Now you've got in between you and Panama City, Springfield. Well, how do you get there? The only way that you can get there is by permission. So you would have to have special permission to leave your 15-minute city of Callaway to go over to the 15-minute city of Panama City. But you have to have a legitimate reason to go. And you are limited to how far you can go, how long you can go there. And you've got to get permission from Springfield to go through Springfield to get to Panama City. And then you'd have to get permission to go from Panama City through Springfield, back to your home 15-minute city of Callaway. Again, it is another one of these control things. Remember that you will own nothing by 2030, and you will you shall be happy about it. Not that you're going to be happy about it. You shall be happy. It's not a decision. It's not a choice. And that is one of the things that one of the One World Order uh, groups, they're, they're pushing for that. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yeah, I was thinking about calling in about something else, but uh, since you mentioned that about the uh, 15-minute city, that's why, wasn't it about a week ago, you asked someone if there were going to be some more of these circle things around town? I mean, the roundabouts. Uh, you asked if they were going to stop doing that, and there was an immediate no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate those things. A boutique type of thing where you just walk around. It's, it's nice. A little village, you know, have these have these interesting things to go and see. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the general concept of the 15-minute city is is kind of neat. Um, and and the, what's what's interesting, uh, but you, you got to look past the right now with it. There, there are communities that they're building, and there's been talk about building one actually in Panama City, uh, where essentially you have, um, you know, like a four or five-story building. And in that building would be, uh, you know, condos upstairs. Downstairs would be little shops, cafes, grocery stores, you know, that type of thing. And the idea is that everything could be self-contained that you would need right there in that little community to give you little need to have to go out of the community, which is kind of yeah, neat yeah. to a degree. But the, the danger behind the 15-minute city is the ultimate goal of being able to capture you in there. And uh, somebody just asked me, are they going to have armed security between them? I probably have some sort of security thing. But the, the the other thing about this is taking away all of our guns so we can't, you know, kind of challenge this. Well, stuff. The, the mechanics of it will be that they will control what you're allowed to buy and what you're mm -hmm. uh, how you'll be able to, to move yeah. with that with that as uh, one of the key uh, points. Yep. But the other reason, uh, kind of, um, expanding on that, the reason I wanted to call in actually was to explain all these people, the young people that are running around getting the votes and stuff, and uh, they're they're uh, trashing uh, stores and things. Uh, they are at, they are definitely guilty of criminal activity for doing that, but they're not totally responsible because they're being allowed and mm -hmm. encouraged to do that. And the reason is status quo does not provide the most profit. Change and rebuilding does. And you know so what, that's to, what that's all about. to a degree, you know, there, there's uh, the, the power structure in this one world order. It's not necessarily about getting rich. It's not about how much money and profit they can make. Well, it's about power and control. And power right, and control yeah. is worth more money. I mean, these are people that already have more money than they know what to do with. They could spend and millions of dollars a day and would never run out of money. So for them, money is nothing. It's about controlling the people. They're, they're sick that, individuals. That's why I've called into your radio station more than once, people might have uh, realized. No. <laughs> because I've seen this over and over in my lifetime. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, the little bit I could do in my lifetime, I try to be nice to people, like I told you. And I try to help people make better decisions. Well, I obviously didn't make the best decisions. And if I can encourage someone else to make better ones, that's why I keep calling in, folks. Yeah, we, we've so, got to we've got to learn. God bless you. Thanks, Bob. Do appreciate yeah. it. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you later. And one of the things we have to learn, and John, you're absolutely right. You know, 80 years ago, show me your papers. We'll get right back to that. And, and there's videos about the documentaries about the the one uh, the 15 minute cities that that I highly suggest you you, you go to. You could watch it during lunch today. Um, just uh, just go and YouTube it. Um, you'll be uh, unpleasantly surprised by some of that. But, uh, John, you're also right. History is repeating. And this is the type of stuff that we are going to have to deal with if, if we don't stop it uh, all now. And, and, again, those One World Order people, it's not about profit. They've got the money. It's about power and control. They're sick people. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops, sorry I missed you. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Oops, see, this is what happens when I don't, uh, don't get to the phones right away. Um, but uh, it is a scary prospect that we have. You know, the One World Order, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, they're telling us about how we will own nothing by 2030 and be happy with it. 
233-9980 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. It's official. I'm moving in with Phil Dozier or uh, Griff Griffin. Okay. You know, they're coming to take my house. Yeah, you know why? You tell me, buddy. You know everything. I do. I know the reason why. It's a thing called not paying your taxes. Thanks for calling. Do appreciate it. Have a great day. Uh, 233-9988. That's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. This is Terry. I just wanted to call and say uh, they can't even control the borders. How could they control a 15-minute city? Yeah, but but you know what? The um, camp is all that is. Yeah, and and you kind of got a valid point on that, that they can't control the borders. How could they control that? Uh, But the other thing is, you know, destroying society because you can't rebuild society into what you want it to be until you destroy it. And, um, yeah. you know, that's that's really what they need to do, and that's what they want to do. They want to destroy society. You look at what they're doing. You know, what they're doing with the flooding of the borders, yeah. that's not helping things. You know, they, they try yeah. to say, oh, my God, well, we're letting the migrants in to help us with uh, with farming and building. No, it's not. It, it, it's all about destroying society. And you look at New York City, Chicago, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. All of those communities are being destroyed by this movement. So really, truly, that's uh, that's what they're trying to do is destroy society so they can rebuild it into what they want want it to be. And ultimately, the 15-minute city is what they want to do. Yes, sir. So, well, yeah, I'll tell you, it's a shame. And uh, that industrial complex, yep. that's, the only, that's the reason why they want a war all the time. Oh, yeah. Is to the, keep the rich people rich. They, they've invested in all that. And all they're doing is killing off our precious children and stuff and creating wars and stuff, you know? Yeah, that's that's all they want. I mean, you look at the uh, the billions of dollars that is right now uh, set to go to the uh, the military-industrial complex um, with the whole Ukraine international foreign aid thing. Um, yeah, it's all part of their plan. Uh, they're not doing a very good job at executing it, but that is the plan, uh, without a doubt. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. We do appreciate yeah. it. We love you, Brian. God bless you, man. Th- thanks, bud. Have a fantastic day. Uh, we got to take a break. Coming up after the top of the hour, we are, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Bears. The Humane Society's state director is going to be joining us. We're going to talk about this new bill that they're trying to pass uh, to be able to take out the Bears that are causing problems. <laughs> and as the uh, the leader of the, uh, the bill is saying, the Bears on crack here in Florida that are Breaking into the houses. You can't make this stuff up. We'll talk more about that. I'll get more details on it. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to hear more about it. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Hi, this is Dr. Favalora at Forest Park, Ottawa. Doing our part to save America. The Brian Rust Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk about the, the Florida Bears. Dumb Bears. Going to find out. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know if, um, if, we, if I can actually find out who's providing the cocaine for the Bears. Actually, the crack. Maybe it is cocaine. I don't know. But in Florida, we might as well have some cocaine bears, right? Having some bears hopped up on cocaine, breaking into houses, it only makes sense at this point. 
Oh my God, I'm telling you, it's just it it just never seems to stop here in Florida. But uh, Kate McFall, she's the uh, the Humane Society Florida State Director. She's going to be joining us after the news after the top of the hour uh, to talk about this bill that, uh, believe it or not, it's a Republican that came up with it to try to loosen the regulations on killing bears in Florida. Uh, with some of them uh, making the argument that the bill would allow uh, people to kill bears even if no threat exists. Which, I mean, look, if there's a threat, yes. If there's no threat, I mean, just literally making it an open season on bears, I mean, that's, uh, I got a little bit of a problem with that. Now, if, if, if there's a situation where, we do have, in fact, crack cocaine bears that are just, oh, who comes up with this? Uh, if we do have that and they're breaking into houses, just like any other crackhead from Florida, you, you would you want to put them down. You know, if anybody's breaking into your home, there's remedies to take care of that problem. But to make it an open season, uh, that might be going a little bit too far. And, you know, some of the things that's going on right now in the Florida house, I think... We need to be paying a little bit more attention to them. We really do because there's some things they've been doing over there lately that, um, I don't know, like HB1. The HB1 about taking social media away from anybody under the age of 16. Dumb idea. How, how to not get reelected in the future for Republicans. 101. That's the book they took that out of. And now the fact that they would want to make it so that uh, open season on bears. So what if you're uh, if you're living out in an area that uh, was bear territory and you built your house out there and a bear walks through your backyard who's just walking through? What are you just gonna start shooting them? Must be one of them there big city Republicans that, <laughs> that decided to come up with this one. I mean, come on, it's just that's insanity. It really truly is insanity. But we're gonna uh, talk with Kate coming up. Uh, she's with the uh, Humane Society uh, of Florida. We're going to talk with her about that bill. Um, and I, I really, I truly do want to find out more about this because uh, this entire story is just kind of crazy. So hang on. We're going to be chatting with her coming up right after the news, right at the top of the hour. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning and thanks so much for waking up with us. We were talking about this story in the uh, the last hour and the uh, the Guardian... Uh, which is a uh, UK newspaper, kind of came up with an interesting twist about uh, calling it crack bears here in Florida. And I want to welcome to the show uh, from the Humane Society uh, of Florida, Kate Macfall. Kate, did I say your name right, by the way? Because I'm good at, at screwing those up. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the show. Uh, do appreciate you coming on. Um, <laughs> 
fill us in on this. What's going on with this the, with this story? Because this is when you read the Guardian, it seems crazy. And of course, as we know, the surface of a lot of these stories are always saying something dif- different than the the depth of it. So, right. what's going on in Florida now? Okay, <laughs> now, right? Always something wild, and right? Interesting, and horrible. Thank you for so much for having me. And. This is, it certainly made the headline, and that was a quote that Rep. Shows uh, said in committee, but the gist is that this this is a bill that is very controversial. Um, Senator Simon has it in the Senate and shows it in the House, and it would permit someone to kill a bear um, if they feel threatened or if their pet is threatened or if their property is going to be harmed um, without penalty, because currently uh, there is not a, a season on, on bear hunting. Bears are protected. And, and, the, and the biggest issue here that a lot hasn't been talked about as much is that the FWC, the our, um, F, uh, Florida Wildlife um, Conservation Commission, this is their domain. This is their authority. They have Florida's the only state in the country. Um, they have constitutional authority. So this is what they do. And that's, that's, a, that's a big one. It was even noticed in the staff, um, staff analysis. But this would, you know, grease the wheels for a lot of bears to be, to be killed and the, the the other big big issue is this: this wouldn't solve the problem, right. even if you know it really wouldn't solve the problem. And no one is saying yes, you should wake up to a crack bear in your living room and that should be fine with you. Everybody <laughs> should thinks that should be fine. Of course not. That's that's absurd. Uh, it's already illegal to shoot an animal if your life is being threatened, if you feel like you're going to be harmed to your family member uh, or certainly your pet. I mean, that's already the case. But the 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 gist is that it's not going to solve the problem. We have to manage the attractants, the pet food, the trash, even the bird seed, or um, a grill. If you grill out the night before with meat on your grill or whatever, uh, that you know bears can smell an incredible distance, mm-hmm. an incredible distance, and they're hungry. Right. So they will um, come and, and you know come to your porch, and and that's a concern. And you know we really don't discount that the people who are seeing them, there's more interactions. That's alarming, and and some maybe feel afraid. Certainly, we're not discounting that. But we, we must solve it. And the solution is trash management and managing the attractants. Yeah. And I mean, between that and people also have to realize the more and more that you uh, invade into their territory, uh, you know, and here yeah. in Bay County, we're an area that is that is rapidly growing and we're growing north and we're uh, we're expanding yeah. into a lot of areas where it once was woods. And, and this is becoming a wildlife issue. Um, you know, we're seeing more and more dead deer on I-10 um, you know, we're seeing a, a lot of that stuff and we're seeing a lot of animals that are that are coming into our backyards uh, because of our human expansion. And we got to kind of remember that yeah. when we're going into their territory and you're right, you know, the trash management thing uh, of keeping the trash out of there and keeping them, uh, you know, out of the out of something for them to go for is, is obviously going to help right. a lot of this. But I mean, how how much is this just going too far by? Just saying, you know, if you're, if you're even remotely feeling threatened or there's no real threat that, you know, you can take out. I mean, it just seems ridiculous yeah. that that they're going that far with it. I'd like that you said that. We, yes, it is ridiculous. It's too much. It's too far. And your your point about um, taking away, you know, habitat, their habitat, that mm-hmm. incrementally over and over and over, more people are moving to Florida. The development is on the rise, obviously. And the other thing is bears... Um, you know, they're an umbrella species, so conserving large areas for black bears also conserves areas for other species, which is a win-win. And we know that preserving, conserving, and uh, respecting wildlife is a priority for our leadership here under um, our uh, Governor DeSantis' leadership. You know, the Wildlife Corridor has gone, um, that has passed and been wildly popular. And, in fact, that was inspired by a black bear. 
So we know that Floridians, and Floridians care about protecting wildlife. Right. And there's people who come and want to see wildlife. Tourists like to see wildlife. All the things that you just mentioned and that um, the, the changes that are happening to our state with the human population and to be aware of it. So more now than ever and going forward, we're going to have to manage these attractants. I mean, we can't blame them. We're taking away their habitat and then you have a buffet out, which is literally right. trash cans. And then you wonder why they're coming into the front yard. Well, you've got to manage it. And they won't come into the front yard, but otherwise they will, no matter what, what's happening elsewhere. This is food. And mm-hmm. that's really how, um, how it works. But it, it is ridiculous. I appreciate that you said that because you can already har- you know, shoot an animal if you're feeling threatened. Um, and the, the pet thing, you know, we, we, of course, want to keep pets safe as well. A lot of these interactions happen when a dog is present. Right. And so people need to keep their, their dogs on leashes and close by, certainly at night. And the other piece that I haven't even mentioned is that do we want people randomly shooting in residential areas at night? Yeah, that, that that's a problem, like too. A good idea. That's I, a problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not not a safe, not a safe thing. We're not saying that if someone's life is in danger, they shouldn't be able to shoot that animal. Of course, that's already the case. But a lot of this happening, like you said before, is a little bit ridiculous. But there's also a big safety, safety concern, certainly at night. Yeah, without a doubt. And and here's my question. You know, when it comes to the the wildlife, especially the the bears, uh, especially since this is what, uh, you know, this bill is kind of targeted towards. Has there really been an an increase in bear attacks in Florida to really, truly warrant this type of of a bill to be passed? No, in fact, there have been there have been very few. I believe there have been since twenty two thousand six or early two thousand. There have been thirty nine interactions, and um, so no, there have been very few. I think it's an average of maybe two a year over with all the people in Florida. I mean, that's really remarkable. So, so no, and and what the representative has has um, stated is that he doesn't want the person who does shoot the bear to then be prosecuted, be investigated. We know of no case where they've been wrongly accused and, and had, a, you know, some person who was protecting their, their life or their family to be wrongly accused. That, that hasn't been, that, that hasn't happened. Uh, but no, there have been very few interactions and, and the majority of them have been with the dog present. So it's a really important reminder that keep dogs on leashes. And uh, certainly if you're going to choose to live, in bear territory, where there are other animals that you've mentioned, other wildlife, then if you go out late at night, I mean, have your dog on a leash. You know, mm-hmm. be be smart, right? Yeah. And and the the other thing is, um, the bear wise trash cans. The FWC had a wonderful program a few years back where they had a grant, and the grant recipients, the majority of grant recipients, had to have in place a uh, an ordinance that had to do with trash management, and they would give out money to municipalities, mostly counties, for bear wise trash cans. For the cans. And so, fortunately, there is something in the budget this year for a couple of these uh, Panhandle counties who are seeing having more of these interactions. We're thrilled about that. But we also hope that they'll uh, give additional funding to FWC to do another program like they did years back. And it was wildly successful and provided these bare, wise trash cans and dumpsters to these um, to the counties who need them. Right. You know, uh, one thing that uh, a listener just kind of sent me a message on, too, is that uh, you know, he keeps his trash cans uh, cleaned up and everything and still had bear attacks. Uh, but he has, uh, he says he's got bear, uh, he's got chickens there. Um, so, I mean, that that's obviously another thing that, that would be attracting, um, you know, bears is if you do have 
things like you know, like you said, dogs in the in the yard, uh, yeah, chickens in the yard and stuff like that. Those will be some things that will obviously you know attract some bears. Um, but it's it's other neighborhoods that we're that we're really kind of seeing where bears are doing this. And again, it's because we are uh, you know growing into really what was their habitat. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the biggest question out of all of this really truly boils down to is, do we really need to extend a point where we can pass a law to just open season on bears just because they came around? I mean, bears will walk through your backyard uh, because they're going from one point to another and maybe absolutely right. no threat to you whatsoever. They're just going through That's the backyard. Right. Um, I mean, they I live here too. Yeah, they they live here too, and they're just kind of going through. I mean. Uh, for the most part, you know, they're they're not going to be an issue. And and if you were to walk out in the backyard and go, hey, get out of here, the bear's going to run away. Um, not that I yeah. suggest that you yeah. go and do that, uh, because if the bear is rabid for whatever reason, it won't go away and it'll look at you and go something to eat. Um, so you do want to be careful with that. But it just seems like they're taking this this to another level that just doesn't need to yeah. be there. You said it perfectly. It doesn't need to be there. It's this level that, that is not necessary. And you're right. If you if you were to go outside and say, get out of here, make a big noise or whistle, whatever. Yeah, turn the lights on. To, you know, run away. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, by nature, afraid of humans. Right. And if there's a bear that for some reason is not, that's when you call FWC. And no one thinks that a bear who's not safe should just be wandering around. Um, that That's very rare, very rare. But most, just like you said, well, just walking through, they're just on their way. And that makes so much sense. And no, you're right. This is not necessary. It's not safe. And it's not going to solve the problem. That's, that's the most important. And we, we know that it, it does need to be solved. And you can um, love to talk with the person who sent you that message anytime to be helpful in, you know, again, trying to keep the bears where they're supposed to be and not have them coming into yards. Um, you know, for chickens or, or whatever, but it's minimizing these attractants mm-hmm. for sure and keeping them um, so that, that your yard and your porch or your chickens or your trash can are not attractive. And they move on. The other piece is that if your next door neighbor has attractants, that's going to be a concern as well. So communities and neighborhoods need to all get on board and all do this together. And it, it works. We know it works between 90 and 100% success. It does work. But if every other house does it and the others don't, then it won't. So that's why the community effort is imperative. And going forward, this is going to um, need to happen in Florida in, in many locations, not just the panhandle. Right. Yeah, actually, somebody just, I know it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of funny. And, and it really wouldn't work out this way. Somebody said to give the Bears amnesty and a free bus ticket up to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, the only problem with that, though, and we were talking this, about this off the air, is that bears that we have here in Florida um, pale in comparison to the bears up north. And uh, sending our bears up north, uh, would not be a good idea. They uh, they probably wouldn't survive the uh, the battles that are going on there. So right. So we're uh, we're talking with uh, uh, Kate McFarland, she's uh, the Humane Society Florida State Director, and um, talking about this bear thing. I, I got to ask the question: Where did the uh, the the Guardian get the whole uh, bears on crack thing? Or is that just one of those? An extent. I mean, have we have we found a bear that at one point mm. found somebody's crack stash and got it? I mean. What? I mean, it's just—it's so bizarre. It—it uh, it is so bizarre. And and Representative Shove in committee in the last House committee mentioned that and said that his. I think his point was that these are not. I, I don't know exactly what his point was, but that this bear is 
acting like he or she is on crack and this was a concern. So he, he stated that that's where the, uh, the Guardian got that quote with some uh, representative Shove's comment about a bear being on crack. But there's, I mean, FWC, there, there's, no, there's no indication that that's ever been the case here, certainly in Florida. Okay, good. So we, yeah. we don't have like bears crawling up into some alleyway no. somewhere behind a dumpster and, and uh, yeah. firing up a crack pipe and then... Going no, busting sir, into people's houses, okay? Because we want to, we want to clarify that because we've got enough bizarre wildlife issues here in Florida. We don't need cocaine bear on top of it. I mean, it's just a mess. So, how can people, you know, help take action about this? Um, you know, to make sure that 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 we don't get down to the road where we just open season on 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 our wildlife. Great, great question, and thank you for that. Well, first, we have, this bill doesn't pass. We, we want to solve the problem. We want to preserve our wildlife, but we hope that it doesn't pass. So we're pushing for, for it, if it does, for it to um, it's pass all its committees, and if it does pass the legislature, then we hope our governor, who is very humane-minded and has been great on the environment and wildlife, will veto it. But most importantly, push your local um, governments, your counties. We need to have bear-wise trash cans. And work with the FWC on implementing this again, not just half the neighborhood, but the entire community, and and push for that funding. And 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 we need to really head in that direction if we want to, um, you know, minimize conflicts, which I, everybody wants to minimize conflicts. Nobody wants the conflicts, um, you know, on all sides of this debate. So those are really, you know, be mindful and bear wise and just smart about uh, minimizing attractants. And again, even a bird feeder. Can, mm-hmm. uh, or the dog food or the cat food that you left out. Minimize those attractants um, and, you know, be bare wise and, and work on, on community-wide um, efforts to minimize minimize attractants and conflicts. And, and just like you said a second ago, appreciate our amazing wildlife here in Florida. We're so fortunate and blessed to have such beautiful, interesting creatures. And they live, they live here with us. So yeah. uh, some respect and um, appreciation goes a long way. Yeah, that that it does, and uh, and and not being so fearful either, because like like we said, uh, these animals they they fear us more than we really truly should fear them, uh, and it doesn't take much to scare them off. And obviously, there's going to be situations like you know the listener that said you know hey, what about the chickens that I've got? I don't have trash problems. So obviously, if you've got another feed at issue. Um, or an element of feed for them, you know, you're going to have that. And we're going to see this, obviously, uh, more prevalent in the areas where we are expanding into their habitat. Uh, so we do need to be aware. But uh, I think you're right that the idea of just doing an open season on it, there's already rules and laws that say that we can protect ourselves uh, if we do have a bear that is attacking or doing whatever. Uh, we don't need to go further with this. And we, we do need to reach out to, uh, you know, our representatives uh, in this area and just tell them, knock it off. Just just leave it what we got and just move on. Uh, unless all of a sudden we have a crack cocaine bear uh, thing, which at what, that point, maybe we can get some intervention sensors opened up and, um, you know, we can uh, we could do something along that lines. Uh, Kate, thanks so much for, for calling Thank in and talking about this a little bit. It, it, and I'm glad that we cleared it, fly, clarified it, because if we went solely on the... Uh, the Guardian story, um, it's a perfect Florida man story. Uh, it just fits it perfectly. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, appreciate Kate. Thanks so much. Have so a fantastic much. day. We do appreciate you coming on. And uh, now now we know. Now we know that it's not uh, not straight up just a crack cocaine bear. Uh, it is uh, It is another issue. The The bill is uh, basically setting up so that it restrict or it takes any restrictions out of, um, you know, when it comes to shooting bears. We can just open season, just see a bear shoot at him. Uh, which is not necessarily something that we need to do. I mean, there's obviously a danger level 
We need to we need to keep it at that right level. So holler out at Griff or any of the other uh, area representatives and tell them, hey, just stick to what we got. We we don't need another bill to cover a bill. Hang on, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Still kind of disappointed it wasn't like cocaine bears. That would have been a great story. <laughs> we'll be right back. Good morning, America. Want to see a progressive squirm? Turn the Brian Russ show up a little louder and watch them. Now back to the show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and thanks so much for waking up with us. Happy Taco Tuesday, by the way. And you know what? Uh, I always love our conversations. We uh, we continue on on the text messaging and you guys always have some great points uh, when you holler. And uh, I don't know, there's like a half a dozen of you, if not more, that have said the same thing and I agree 100%. There is a part of uh, our wildlife where we do have to do a little bit of the uh, the management of it, the wildlife management. And some of that is thinning out the herd because we see this with deer sometimes. Deers will come sometimes breed like bunnies. And next thing you know, we have an overpopulation of deer. And, uh, you know, as, as horrible as it is to go off and shoot Bambi, um, you know, you do have to thin that out every now and then. And, uh, you know, controlling the bear population uh, obviously is something that would uh, would help out. But... The bill to just simply uh, just be able to open fire on uh, on bears coming across. I, you, I don't know what the Florida legislation is doing this season, this session. I really don't. They they. It seems like they're ramping up too much. So, guys, dial it back just a little bit. You know, we we don't need people who literally would uh, would would shoot out their back door because a bear crossed through their backyard. I remember. Just because a bear's coming through your yard or coming down your street or whatever doesn't mean that they're they're looking to attack human beings or looking to attack anything. They may just be transitioning from over there to over there. Um, so I think that is one of those bills that that I think seems a little on the over excessive side to just open season on it. Let's let's get FWC involved. Find out what they want to do. Uh, see if if it is a situation where you know is the herd getting too thick. You know, do we need to thin them out a little bit? I mean, look, we are also getting into their territory, so there is that, too. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Tom, good morning. Good morning. No, the the herd isn't getting too thick. We're getting too damn thick. Well, yeah, my doctor told me that the other day. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. And another uh, point of it is here on Tyndall Parkway, uh, about three weeks ago, I found a big old freshwater otter run over where they're building those four hundred houses behind Sims, uh nursing home. Mm-hmm. And then last week, we found a big old beaver had been run over on Central Parkway. And no telling how long them guys have been back in that swamp. Yeah, I mean we we've got we've got a heck of a wildlife uh, here, and um, and I understand that there's. There's obviously some concerns when it comes to the bears. I mean, somebody telling me just now that, you know, bears in their neighborhood and, you know, there are families with young children around there. And there are some bears that are no longer afraid of humans. And a lot of that does come from the fact that, you know, they know they can get their food from humans and, and everything else. And, you know, that is a situation and an issue uh, without a doubt. And, and there's a problem, but we don't need to extend the problem too much uh, by just going full on open season on this. 
Uh, hey, Tom, well, I hate to cut you off, but we're up against our hard break. I got to run. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, we got to take a break for news. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. A proud member of Team Knock It Off. Let your voice be heard. 233-9988. The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and thanks so much for waking up with us today. Barely making it through this morning. I'm sorry. Bad dad joke. Really bad. But a lot of great conversation, by the way, on the uh, the text messaging, which again... That number is 850-233-9988. A lot of thoughts about the Bears. And and I I get the concerns. I I totally do. I mean, if you you do have children around, pets around, um, livestock around, you know, obviously that is a uh, kind of a, I don't want to say open invitation, but it is something that is an attraction uh, to a hungry bear. But um, there's a better solution uh, to the bear problems than just doing an open season. And uh, th- there are safety issues, too. I mean, you, you think about that with uh, a- as much as, as we all love our guns here in Florida. And there are some people that a- as much as we don't ever want to really truly say or take action about how people shouldn't have guns. Let's admit it. There's some people that probably shouldn't, <laughs> you know, and the last thing that we need is that person uh, running out into their backyard because a bear is crossing through the backyard and opening fire on somebody. So uh, there, there needs to be a method on that. Um, you know, how do we do this going forward? Uh, just simply doing an open season, uh, not good. And also wouldn't, as somebody pointed out in a text message too, would not be good for the bear population if we just open season and just everybody go get a bear. And another very, very valid point too that somebody pointed out, um, bears are tough animals. You know, bears here in Florida are much smaller than we do see in other parts of the country. But um, you go off with, uh, you know, just an AR-15 with a 5.56 or a 2.23 round and you try and shoot a bear, you better make sure you hit that bear just the right spot because otherwise all you're going to be doing is ticking that bear off. So if you don't know how to hunt for a bear, uh, that can cause a problem. It really could. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, buddy. This is Billy. How you doing? I'm barely hanging in there. How are you doing, uh, Billy? All I can say, I'm here. Yeah, you're weird. You know, uh, first, uh, we had cocaine shark. Yep. Now, we got cocaine bear. (laughs) Up next. But you know what? I I was really hoping that the story would have been more... Uh, down the line of, uh, of of really truly cocaine bear, but it was as uh, as the as Kate was saying, you know, that was taken out of context by the Guardian because of the representative that proposed the bill said that they're out acting like they're on crack. But a cocaine bear story would have been so much better. I mean, it really would have. Yes, yes, it would have. <laughs> Only in Florida, but man. Only in Florida. To be outdone, Florida, Florida will improve. We will have up next. Cocaine gator. Do you know what? I'm surprised we don't have that already. Cocaine, cocaine gators. <laughs> that and uh, there's also, uh, in addition to cocaine gators, we got cocaine pythons. 
I mean, that would have been. What about what about the monkeys with herpes on cocaine? <laughs> Only you know, Florida. I honestly, I honestly believe that Florida is trying its best to become the new Australia. Oh, we, we got, well, I don't even think we're trying to become Australia because you know what? I was watching a video the other day of an Australian who was commenting about Florida wildlife stories. And he was like, you, y'all can no longer call us the wild, uh, you know, country because there's Florida. <laughs> and it's so true. It, it, it's bad when, uh, Australians go, Oh uh, no, we ain't going there. Uh, uh-uh. no, we'll stay <laughs> yeah. here with these big ass, uh, I mean, look, we had the we had the story that came out last week um, about the uh, the kangaroo here in Florida. Did you hear that one? I mean, that, that's that seals the deal. There was a a kangaroo in southern Florida that somebody apparently has a pet. I didn't even know that you could do that or why you'd want to do that. Uh, but apparently, it caused some problems and there was some issues that. I mean, is there anything that we don't have here in Florida at this point? I mean, we've got we've got the pythons, we got the monkeys, we got the pigs, we got bears, alligators, crocodiles. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just everything. I don't think there's anything we don't have at this point. Well, there's a will, there's a way. We'll have uh, cocaine skeeters come this summer too. <laughs> <laughs> Blood suckers with an attitude. Oh well, my god! Oh my it's god! Yeah. Our, it's our, we've got mosquitoes around here. That will tear up a wildebeest. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not careful with your small children out in the yard with the mosquitoes, the mosquitoes will take them away. Your small children, your great beans. <laughs> Such a mess. Uh, but anyway, know, have a good one, buddy. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Thanks, so Billy. Do, do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Uh, you know, it's whenever you add a story in that starts off with Florida... You know it's always going to be interesting, but I, I really I was kind of disappointed that um, that the story about uh, cocaine bears was not going to be uh, more along the lines of really truly an issue with with bears having cocaine, like bears breaking into uh, cocaine dealers' homes and uh, you know having cocaine baths. Just, I mean that would have been funny. I mean it would have been more typical of uh, of Florida, um, but you know really the thing that I think we're we're getting out of this story. Uh, which kind of exceeds also when we start talking about HB1, the whole bill with, with wanting to take uh, you know social media away from anybody under the age of 16. I think we need to step up and go, is the Florida legislation that bored right now that they're just trying to go extreme with things? It seems like there's more and more bills that are coming up in this session that we might want to pay more attention to up there in Tallahassee. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ Show. Yeah, I... Uh... I mentioned on the uh, post that uh, you might uh, have an aerosol sprayer. I don't know if they use pheromones or something for that to, uh, to keep uh, uh, pests away like that. But uh, if you can get a uh, Nancy Pelosi or a, uh, you, know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, something like that, pheromones or something, or uh, I don't know, uh, maybe Hillary Clinton, her pheromones. Well, I think the, uh, the only pheromones for Nancy Pelosi would be just, uh, you know, take a bottle of whiskey or something and pour it along your property line. And I think that oh, would actually Lord. be the the equivalent we, right there. We need drunk bears in Florida. No, that, that may not be a good suggestion. Come on. Why not? Why not? Fun, I mean, let's just add to it. It, it, it would just, just might cause problems. <laughs> 
Florida Bears on spring gate break get wasted on the beach. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, may- maybe maybe we do need to pass some uh, some better laws to uh, to protect. A- this is silly. It really is. But, I mean, again, the one big thing that I have taken from this story about the Bears, as funny as it all is, and, and I, I get the issues with the Bears and the wildlife. I mean, look, we're creeping into to wildlife's uh, habitat anyhow. Uh, but I think the big question is because this bill essentially was just opening it up. Just open season on bears. You see a bear, shoot it. You know, it, it's one of these things. Look, this is Florida. We're Florida men and women. We're tough people. We're not a bunch of scaredy cat, you know, snowflakes. They go, oh, my God, there's a bear. I, a lot. As a matter of fact, there are Floridians that go, oh, hey, look, there's a bear. Come here. Let's cuddle a little bit. You want to play? I mean, come on. We're not all that afraid. And I, and I think the idea that the legislation uh, here in Florida is going to go and open up um, and do such a ridiculous bill when there's already laws that say, hey, if you are endangered uh, by a bear or any other wildlife, you have the right to defend yourself here in Florida. The right to defend yourself doesn't apply just to, uh, you know, crackheads breaking into your house, crackhead bears too. So do we really need to do a law that does this? And again, this is the second law that we've come across in the past couple of weeks that seem to be questioning what are we doing in Tallahassee? The HB1, the one that did pass the House that is supposed to go to the Senate, which the word is that I hear is the Senate is not looking to actually, um, you know, pass this bill. But it's the bill that that eliminates uh, anyone under the age of 16 from being able to have social media. You know, and for a state that uh, that has been very big on parental rights, that kind of, you know, flies right in the face of that entire claim that we need to have parental rights when we're going to have the state go off and tell. So it makes me question and it makes me want to sit down a little bit and go through uh, everything that's being proposed right now in Tallahassee to find out what other ridiculousness they are posting. Um, So that is something that if there's anything we want to take out of the story, other than the humor of it, and maybe a couple of safety pointers of make sure, you know, clean up the trash and, you know, that type of stuff. um, The question really should be, what is it that is going on in Tallahassee, that they are this desperate to pass some laws. And uh, what was that? We don't need any more laws that make the entire uh, country ask, <laughs> Whiskey Tango Fatrack, are we doing? Uh, that is true. And uh, and you're right. You know, lower insurance, that is a, that is a more of a priority. And, and I know that, you know, in the defense of Tallahassee, and it's not very often that I like to do this, but I'm going to do it uh, because it's, it just is what it is. They are working on the insurance thing, but you're right. With all of the issues that we have in Florida, insurance should be obviously the top priority, not we need to pass a bill to make sure that uh, if, if somebody's scared because they saw a bear, they can shoot it. It's, it's making me wonder what is going on in Tallahassee. I mean, are, are you guys, have you, you missed something? Are you that bored? Did you accomplish so much before that you're just trying to go the extra mile to show that you're doing something? Because quite frankly, I don't need you to go the extra mile to show me that you're doing something. As long as we're spending less money and you're working on the important things, and of course, the important things being things like our insurance. I don't need the state of Florida to be going around and telling kids what they can and cannot have on their cell phones. That's up to parents. And if a parent wants to be a responsible parent, let the parent be the responsible parent. Uh, that is not something that government should be getting into. Period. 
And, and of course, that also goes with that whole ban on whole TikTok, which, you know, that's another thing that's, uh, that's rearing its ugly face. None of your damn business. If, if I want it on my phone, if I want to let my kid to have it on the phone, that's my business. It's not yours. Stay out of it. So I would like to see Tallahassee focus way more on the important things. And this bill that they are proposing, which has now gone through committees, why? Why are you doing it? Uh, you know, it really, it, it doesn't make much sense whatsoever. Uh, what's that? If you call FWC, they will tell you uh, better have claw marks on you before you shoot the bear. I mean, it, look, I mean, there there does need to be a reasonable you know, display that you needed to defend yourself. And of course now everybody's got cameras on their homes too. So there is that. Um, but I think the, the concern from groups like the humane society is that, and this I think is a legitimate concern is that if, if somebody just sees a bear walking past their, their yard, uh, not trying to get into the, the chicken coop, not trying to get into the trash, uh, not trying to break into the house, but just walking through, uh, that people are just going to start opening fire on them. And of course in a neighborhood that can cause problems. And, and like I said, at the kind of the beginning of the segment, you know, if you don't know how to shoot a bear and you think that the AR-15 or the shotgun that you have for your home defense is going to stop a bear, you're going to have a much, much bigger problem um, than just trying to uh, convince uh, law enforcement that it was a threat and that the bear was coming. You know, it, you you reach out your front door and you see that bear coming and you pop a round or two of an AR-15 uh, at a bear with a two, two, three or five, five, six round, it's not doing anything. It's not going to stop that bear unless you put one between his eyes and stop him dead on the brain cells uh, or hit him just right in the heart. Exactly. You're not, you're going to have a bigger problem. You're going to have a very angry bear. That's going to say, I wasn't doing anything. I was just walking through and you hit me. So there, there is a lot of big concerns that I don't think are really truly being considered. Uh, when it comes to that bill. And again, um, if this is what Tallahassee has time for, the question is, where are you on the more important things like insurance? And I know that insurance is something that they're working on. Insurance is not going to be a thing that uh, is going to be an instant sign the bill and it's all done. It's actually going to take a few years uh, for everything to get corrected in the insurance thing. But still, you guys got better things to do in Tallahassee? Just ask it. You're right. A 44 Magnum, that's the way to go. That'll stop the bear. A 223 round, 556 round, just gonna piss it off. Hang on, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk 101. Good morning. enough to call it like it is and say it with a smile the brian rust show is on news talk at 101 all right welcome back to the show good morning happy taco tuesday hope you're having a fantastic day and i hope you're able to bear with it today dumb dad jokes i'm telling you but you know what's really interesting is i love the uh the thoughts i don't i don't have an audience that's stupid I, I love my audience. I, I you guys are you guys are amazing. You're you're so smart when it comes to so many things. <laughs> it's you guys are all spot on when it comes to the the bear situation. And um, you know you guys all understand too the the idea of of uh, uh, what it would take to take down a bear. <laughs> you know and 
And, and, and look, here, here is a real danger. A real danger when it comes to the, uh, the idea of just uh, of making it an open season on that is that you would end up getting people who don't know what they're doing that would try and, uh, and do something. I mean, education is the best. And, you know, there would be somebody that would pull out their, their home defense 22 or, you know, 12-gauge shotgun or their AR-15. And I think that because the bear's there that it just, ooh, it would not turn out well. And so many of you guys uh, totally get that. And I appreciate that. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. I got a remedy to keep all these bears out of yards. Yeah. Put field goals up. Do what? Put field goals up. <laughs> Put field go- one. Oh, God, there you go. <laughs> Football one. Yeah, that, that's right. Put a field goal up, um, you know, put an end zone in there, and the, the Bears would never be in there. That's funny. I, I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. So I just had to throw it off the Bear State going still, and I just had to throw some comment in there. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, that's funny. I mean, the other thing, too, is that we could we could pass a law and we could make it so that um, all bears now in the state of Florida must identify as a cowboy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, cowboy fans, but, you know, the caller started it. I just had to roll into it a little bit more. I mean, it's, it's kind of, there you go. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> we got to end the show on something else that's kind of funny. And we, we've avoided politics for Pretty much this entire hour, uh, you know, aside from talking about some of the stupid bills that are going on. Um, just shake my head on this. Poor Nikki Haley. She uh, she ended up going into CNN's The Lead with Jack Taper um, yesterday. And um, they were talking about, obviously, her uh, her chances to uh, to win the nomination and everything. And Jake Tabbert asked, so obviously you're running in the South Carolina and you've uh, you've told me that you plan to be around. Well, obviously, uh, you want to be the nominee and then the president, but um, you're going to be around at least until Super Tuesday. If the unthinkable happens in your view uh, and you don't win, will it be difficult to support Trump as the Republican Party nominee, given what you think about him, quite obviously? Nikki Haley came back with her response on this, saying that, uh, well, first... I think you need to know that I'm going to beat President Trump, but you should ask him if it'll be difficult for him to support me. Nikki, let me pull him up. Hang on a second. Let me just, God, just sometimes you just, you, you got to face the music, girl. Here's Nikki Haley. I'm going to be the nominee. I'm going to beat Donald Trump. Where? Where where are you going to beat Donald Trump? Uh, I mean, is it Nikki land? Some sort of a fantasy land? Where is it you're going to beat him? Because, and granted, polls are polls. But even if half of the polling shows up, Nikki Haley's got zero chance. The latest polling numbers that have come out, South Carolina, that just actually came out this morning. This is a CBS News poll. It has Donald Trump at 65%, Haley at 30 that's the one that just came out today, which means it wrapped up probably yesterday or Sunday. But then when you look at the rest of the polling, yesterday there was some more polling that came out. Um, the Morning Consult had a whole bunch of polling that, that came out in the past couple of days. Uh, it has the Republican nominee nomination uh, as a whole. It has Trump at 80 and Nikki Haley at 18. 
You start looking at some of the uh, the battleground areas, Georgia. Trump is at 83, Nikki Haley at 17, Florida. Donald Trump, 85, Nikki Haley, 14, Arizona, Trump, 75, Haley, 23, Illinois, 78, Trump, 20 for Haley, Ohio, 83, uh, Trump, and uh, 16, Haley. What? What world, Nikki? I mean, who's... Who's feeding this to you that says you even remotely have a chance of winning? And again, polls are polls. And to quote the uh, the incredible president, Joseph R. Biden, <laughs> I still can't believe that I actually like this quote, but it's true that polls don't vote, voters do. And even if you get half of the people that are being polled to actually go and, and show up, you're still being dominated in every single poll across the country. Nikki Haley gets one poll, like one, that shows that she's doing well, and she comes out running, going, look, I'm beating him. I'm destroying Donald Trump. <laughs> Not. I mean, even to hang your hopes that Donald Trump is going to go to prison for the next 700 years. Look, the case in Georgia, which is really the only one that could potentially send him to jail, is falling apart rapidly. As a matter of fact, the head prosecutor for it, Fannie Willis, is going to court on Thursday because of the stuff that she did. And who knows what's going to happen to that. The judge is even saying, eh, this doesn't look good for the case. It may be over. Oh, Nikki. I mean, look, you gave it the old community college try. Thank you for your service as the ambassador. Thank you for your service as the governor. But it's time to step down and be thankful that um, that you had a chance. Uh, Brian Kilmeade shows on the way next, followed by Dan Bongino. Have a fantastic Taco Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. See ya. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.